Golf Cat. Presented by Bones Brothers Media. It was a good week for the Bones DK Golf family. A lot of guys finished near the top that we were on last week. Morikawa, Connors, Glover, Gim. Welcome to the Bones DK Golf Show. My name is Edge. Follow me at Golf Guy WV on my quest to 100 rounds this season. Joining me as always, TW Man 66. How are you in sunny Florida, Wild Man? Feeling good, you know, man. We 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 narrowly missed it this past week on a big time cash, but uh, we knew we were feeling good going into the RBC Heritage because we've had success in that event in the past. And, Man, just uh, we, we were right there. Just couldn't find that Sunday magic. So excited for another new opportunity this week. The namesake of this podcast, Bones DK Golf. How are you doing out in Colorado, my man? No, I'm great. Uh, it just won't get warmer here. It's, we got another couple inches last night. So the snow keeps piling on. Uh, but yeah, I was wild, man. Uh, man, we got really excited the first couple of days, uh, and, and our guys just seemed to let us down there towards the end. But you know, again, we're, we're getting really, really close each each week. So uh, you know, just keep grinding out there, and we'll get a big catch here soon. It's actually going to be really cold in North Central West Virginia tonight. In fact, they're expecting snow in most parts of West Virginia. Hopefully this will be the last snow of the year. Going to be in the 80s next week, though. So as I mentioned just a moment ago, my quest to 100 should get back on track next week. Um, Let's just talk a little bit real quick about the RCB before we get into this week's uh, tournament at the Zurich because it's a weird layout at the Zurich also. But were you surprised, and and what did you make of Stuart Sink winning? I know I kept texting you guys all weekend long. I'm like, this guy Sink, he's 57 years old. This is the best round he's ever shot on tour. It turns out he was only 47 years old. But that's still a pretty uh, late age, twilight of your career, if you will, on the Pro Tour. What did you make of Stuart Sink this week, Wild Man? Well, I mean, that's his third win at that golf course, which, uh, you know, so it shouldn't be too awful surprising. Uh, I think his age is definitely an outlier, typically, of who wins on the PGA Tour. But he's had a lot of success at that uh, at that event. And, and obviously, if you watched any of the coverage, you know that they were just gawking over his 24-year-old son on the bag with him. Um, but obviously, you know, shorter course, the, the guys that know it can get around, and uh, he was able to get it done. I mean, he was he was actually in our player pool of 16 players leading uh, up to lineup build, and we just we went and dug Jim over sink in the big lineup there. It really prevented us from, uh, you know, being in the final table in most of the events we put the lineup in, so... We were on him, you know, just um, just didn't pull the trigger. Well, the PGA Tour knows how to beat a story to death, that's for sure. And the Stuart Sink family man narrative was just all over this tournament. But we want to give some shout-outs here real quick to uh, some of our own family. Adam Bones, our cousin, got 6-for-6 six six through on the RBC. We had Lloyd O, who's a big listener to this podcast, got 6-for-6 six six through on several lineups and had a good cash weekend. Shibby got 6-for-6 uh, six six through. Uh, I had 6-for-6 six six get through, too. I don't bet all that often, but I did this week because I thought we had some good takes, uh, some good analysis last week. So I want to give a shout-out to those guys. Why weren't we on um, Bones last week? We didn't even talk about Grillo, who had just a fantastic weekend. Why weren't we on him at all? And then, of course, Alatoris kind of messed things up for us on Sunday as well. What are your final takes from the RBC? Yeah, Grillo is like fitting the, the guy I wanted to play, right? A great iron player who, who misses putts all the time. So, I, you know, I probably just missed on him. And he's a guy I've played in the past. And, um, you know, you just got to take and choose your players each week. And he just happened to not make it on the list. So we were close, man. We had the right idea. 
Uh, we just, he, he just didn't come through for us. But uh, yeah, Big Z is who I'm talking about, man. He, he was close, but he really collapsed there at the end. Uh, he's a young guy, you know. Uh, he's going to get a win, so I'm going to keep playing him in the future. He's like a stock to me. I'm holding. I think his stock is going to rise uh, every time in each tournament. So I'm going to keep playing him, Big Z, uh, for a win this year. Yeah, speaking of Big Z, let's move on to this weekend's tournament, the Zurich Classic at TPC Louisiana. This is a weird format, guys. Two days of best ball. So this is actually a team event. You partner up with another PGA Tour professional. Two days of best ball. Two days of alternate shot. So if you're unfamiliar with that, best ball simply means that both golfers on a team play the entire hole. And if your team score, uh, I should say the best player on that team score is who you would move on with, or the score you would take. So if it was Tiger Woods making a birdie and he was my teammate and I made a six, we would take Tiger Woods' score. So that's how that's going to work there. Alternate shot is just as it sounds. If, if Tiger Woods hit the first shot, no matter where it went, I would go up and hit the second shot. Woods would hit the third shot. It's a true alternate shot, though. So Woods would tee off on all the odd holes. I would tee off on all the even holes. Rounds one and three are best balls, so the best score is recorded. Rounds two and four are going to be the alternate shot. So it is a crazy format. 80 teams are in. 35 teams make the cut. And on DraftKings, it's really weird if you look at how DraftKings works this week because you're going to select six golfers, but you can't pick their teammates. So the partnered golfer is also going to stand for their teammate. They're going to share statistics. They're going to have the same statistics all rounds of the event. So let's just start with this, Wild Man. This is a crazy format. Is this something... I mean, we're golf fans. We like watching great golf, although we'll talk about the field here in just a second. It's not that spectacular either. But is this kind of style tournament something that interests you, or is this just like a little too gimmicky for even the PGA Tour? I definitely think it's gimmicky, but it'll be fun to watch, you know, because it's something different, and it keeps you live. You know, you're going to have a lot of birdies. You're going to have a lot of low scores, given the format. And so... um you know, I think the, the field is sort of, uh, you know, it neutralizes the field, too. So if you really like guys, this is the week to play them. Um, you know, remember that it, although it is a gimmick, there's a two-year PGA Tour exemption on the line here. So it's a legitimate event in that regard where you earn FedEx Cup points and you get an exemption on the tour. So there's a, a lot of reason to play here. As a matter of fact, I think uh, – I think like three years ago, this was only the fourth rendition of this team event, by the way. It was Jonas Blix and Cameron Smith. And, uh, you know, Jonas Blix, a lot of you have probably never even heard of. He's a Swedish guy. Uh, this was only PGA Tour win. I kept him on the PGA Tour for two years. And um, and so, you know, you're going to find some guys that, uh, boy, uh, don't do a whole lot in individual stroke play events that can just find one part of their game that works this week and, and be up there towards the top. So um, should be fun. Should be interesting. That is a great fact to know that a two-year exemption is on the line here because this could set you up then for a young guy like Zalatoris, who, by the way, is not even a member of the PGA Tour next year. I thought I think we talked about that last uh, week. He's still got to fight for his card, although he's almost certainly going to get it. But an exemption would be huge for some of these younger guys. It puts a lot of money in your pocket also and more opportunity to make more money in the future. Let's talk about the course here, the TPC Louisiana. It's a Pete Dye course, features many of his trademarks, uh, but it's said to be perhaps 
his easiest layout used on the PGA Tour. So there's about 100 bunkers, a little more than 100 bunkers on the premises. There's five water hazards. Um, the thing that they say about this course, though, and obviously I've never been to Louisiana to see it with my own two eyes, but it's constructed on wetlands. So it's softer conditions, and that leads to attacking flags from all angles. And the weather this week should have some rain in the forecast as well. So it's a long course. Um, the fairway should be generous. And really that format of best ball is going to have a lot of guys hitting driver off the tee no matter what. I think that needs to be considered when you're making lineups. Uh, Bermuda greens, small in size. Apparently they're going to run 12 on the stimp this week. And as Wildman just said a moment ago, you're going to see some low, low scores. Winning scores in the, uh, this event have been 22 or even <clears throat> lower under par. So you're going to see some really good golfers this weekend despite the field not having an abundance of top 50 players. So with all that being considered about this uh, this course, the, the conditions, the weather, um, and just the style, what kind of stats are you looking at, wild man, for this two-man event? I think you're looking for, for driving accuracy, really. I mean, um, you you know, th- that's where you're going to be able to set up two iron shots into a green on some of these. Um on some of these, obviously the the uh, better balls, and then and then setting up that alternate shot. You know, you want to set up your teammate with iron shots and not have to play out of the rough. So, I mean, to me, that's that's sort of exhibit A of what you need to do to win here. I'll, I'll reference one guy. Uh, it's Jason Duffner, who's had a lot of success here. He's actually won the event as an individual at TPC Louisiana, and he's. Uh, I think he lost in a playoff, or he lost by one in the team event. And um, he he's like the quintessential plotter off the tee, just low ball flight, simple swing, bang, right into the middle of the fairway. And, by the way, he won an event with Brant Snedeker um, as teammates a couple of years too, uh, a couple of years ago as well. So um, he's a guy that seems to be showing up in these team events where you just need to put something out in the fairway and give, you know, give your teammate a crack at something uh, – something into the green. Remember that it also sets up aggressive play. We all know these guys can go low, right? If they just take all of their um, risk assessment out of a golf shot, they can attack pins. They don't do that in individual events because you don't want to make double bugs. But if your partner's into the fairway, into 20 feet, well, now you give a, a dart throw or an iron and say, have at it, and they can go right at it. So keep that in mind. Good analysis. Rob, any stats that Wildman left out that you're thinking about? Yeah, you know, I'm just looking at iron players again, guys that can stick it next to the hole and, and get some easy uh, putts in there for him. So I'm looking off the tee in, in iron play here, uh, specifically with Wildman, so just someone that can throw darts and, and get some easy, easy birdies there. So the field, uh, I know I've referenced it a couple times throughout the pod already, but, you know, traditionally the fields between the Masters and the PGA Championship aren't always amazing. Um, But there is some good players in this field here. John Rahm, Xander Shoffley, Cam Smith, Patrick Cantlay, who seems to be a favorite among uh, pundits, Victor Hovland, uh, Terrell Hatton, Tony Finau, Morikawa, Scheffler. There's some interesting pairings as well. So if you look at some of these pairings, um, we can start at the top with John Rahm and Ryan Palmer. They're actually the defending champ. This uh, This event did not occur last year because of COVID, so they won it in 2019. Let's just go over the top four teams here on DraftKings. They are John Rahm and Ryan Palmer 
11,500. They're 15 to 2, by the way, at William Hill Sportsbook. They're the favorite. Shoffley has teamed up with Cantley. They're at 8 to 1 uh, at the Sportsbook and are 11,700. They're the most expensive pairing on DraftKings. Cam Smith and Leishman, they're 12 to 1. They also check in at 11,100 on DraftKings. And then you have Morikawa and Matt Wolf, 14 to 1. Very interesting combination there. Two really young guys. They're at 11,300 bucks. Um, anybody jumping off the page at you, wild man. And again, when you look at your DraftKings app this week, it's going to look really weird because you can get either guy and they're going to have the same stats. So anybody jumping off the page so far, wild man. Yeah, I think it's that, I think it's that last pairing you just mentioned, Morikawa and Matthew Wolf. Statistically speaking, uh, Wolf is one of the best players off the tee on the planet. And Morikawa is one of the best players in the world with an iron in his hand. Um, both are suspect putters, which is always scary. Uh, I mean, man, at the RBC, how many short putts did you see missed? You know, I mean, there were so many short putts missed, including uh, from Morikawa. But those are the guys I'm just describing there. Like, if you have if you have Wolf hitting fairways, and he can throw darts too, but if you just tell Morikawa, hey, man, go out and try to shoot 61 today um, and take every risk you can, you know, that can be huge in a better ball scenario. Um, and they can score well. Conversely, Xander and Cantlay are kind of the opposite of that. I would consider both of those guys grinders who have very, very good bogey avoidance. That might not be that great in a tournament where you got to shoot 27 under uh, to win potentially. You know, those guys are more like six-footers for par. They're knocking them down. And then lastly, you know, anybody with Reagan Sink on the bag uh, has to have a chance. So maybe Reagan Singh is one of these <laughs> pairings in the 11th hour. Uh, Bumsy, can anybody in that 11th? I feel like I could make a police sketch artist of the guy, you know? <laughs> I saw so much of his face. Yeah. yeah, they loved him. <laughs> they they took him up him, for man. five They sure did. I love I love that his two sons have flowing hair and he just evolved his pan out there. I mean, both his sons just had rocks <laughs> coming out of their shoulders. <laughs> yeah, they're like his his oldest son flew in from his home in Wyoming just for the event. So he's out there just like doing exactly what you were doing, Bones DK, up there in Jackson, just chilling out, relaxing, hiking through the mountains, finding his own spirit, looking for the uh, what was the the treasure that you were looking for? I can't remember that somebody found those. Yeah, the forest fen treasure. Yeah, the, the forest fen. And it was found in Wyoming, by the way. Yeah. It was found in Wyoming. Oh. Last <laughs> All right, let's get back to a little bit of golf here, though, Bones DK. Anybody in that 11,000 range that you think about playing? Keep in mind, Cantlay is the only player in this field besides Seifert who has gained strokes at PGA or at Pete Dye courses this year on the tour. So a lot of people like Cantlay. You just heard Wildman say Shoffley's a grinder. Can Cantlay fire that 61 maybe and boost that team? I don't know what's uh, yeah I don't know what's going on with Cantley right now. He just doesn't seem that his swing seems to be a little off right now. I mean, the two guys, Wildman has a great point with Morikawa and Wolf. I mean, that is a dangerous group right there if they can make a putt. I've been watching guys who can't putt the last two weeks, and it's absolute torture. So uh, I might get on those guys. But the two guys I'm looking at are, are the defending champs, John Rom and Ryan Palmer, especially in a team event. Ryan Palmer is playing uh, amazing golf right now. Probably the best golf he's played in his career, in my opinion. Uh, and then you have John Rahm, who's just an absolute grinder there. So it, I'm looking at John Rahm, Ryan Palmer to go back-to-back here, actually. I don't usually call that or or think that, but I think they have a strong chance to, to win this back-to-back. 
Yeah, I don't think it's a bad take. Let's move down to the ten thousand dollar range. You got Bubba Watson and Scotty Scheffler at ten thousand nine hundred. They're fourteen to one. Tony Finau and Cam Champ sixteen to one at ten thousand seven hundred. Kirk, who seems to be, um, I don't know, a lot of play on him right now. A lot of hype surrounding him. He had a good week last weekend. Kirk and Todd coming in at ten thousand one hundred. Horschel and Burns. A lot of the pundits, a lot of the mini research I did before this pod liked Horschel and Burns at 25-1. to 1. They're 10500 on DraftKings. And then Willett and Hatton. Hatton, been playing pretty solid lately. 10300 They're also 25-1 to 1 on the book. Anybody figuring into your lineup out of that 10000 range, Wildman? I think it's very easy to look at Horschel and Burns there. And again, I'm going to keep coming back to the same sentiments that I, I've had in my previous uh, uh, talking points here. You know, Horschel... For my money right now, there, there might not be another guy I'd rather have over a four-footer than Horschel. I mean, he's such a bizarre swing, but uh, bizarre putting stance and backstroke and everything with like his right foot going ahead of his left foot, and then he like tw- like twitches and whatever. But um, he, he's really, really solid, and he's the only ever uh, solo and team champion at this event. So he's been in the winner's circle here many times. Burns is a guy that. I like, uh, again, like just opening up, you know, taking the uh, um, uh, the handcuffs off of him and just saying, hey, man, go out and try to make 11 birdies today because he can do it. He can really do it. So that's a, that's a lineup I'd look. I think it'll probably be popular based on Horschel's course history, but uh, uh, that's a lineup I like. And then, and then you just can't, you, you can't deny Victor Hovland, you know, down there. I don't know if we're quite down underneath 10,000 yet, but. Well, that seems like a bargain, uh, given some of the guys ahead of him in pricing. Yeah, I mean, you're paying for Bubba Watson and Scotty Scheffler at 10900 but that's that's a pretty darn good... Uh, I feel like they could make some noise this week. And Bones DK, yeah, talk about Hovland a little bit, because he is down there awfully low. i got to go even onto the second page to find him here. 9735 to 1 He's playing with Ventura. Not Ace Ventura, but um, K Ventura. I don't even know who that is, actually. So we know what Hovland can do, but Chris Ventura. Chris Ventura. How do you feel? Yeah, about yeah, that? he's a good player. Yeah, how do you feel about that duo? Uh, wow, man, they're from the same country, aren't they? Ventura and Hovland. Am I am I correct with that? Yeah, I think uh, is is Ventura Norwegian. I'm not positive of that, but he's definitely European. I'm pretty sure that that's a de- definitely a dangerous team there, uh, but. But, Ed, you mentioned it. Uh, the guys I like right now are Bubba Watson and Scotty Scheffler. Watch out for these guys. Uh, Bubba Watson, actually, on Fantasy National, rates out number one off the tee uh, on Pete Dye courses over 7,400 yards. And he also is second in ball striking. And then you have uh, Scotty Scheffler, who, who is a guy I love. And, again, this week is a little bit of a feel week. So, uh, to avoid fear of missing out like I did with Morikawa last week, I'm probably going to play Scotty Scheffler and Bubba this week. I like these guys a lot. Scotty's irons are on. They can bomb the ball. Uh, they can make putts, especially on slower greens. So watch out for that. I'm probably going to start with those guys, honestly. Scheffler makes a lot of birdies, dude. And you know Bubba Watson can score, too. And I don't think Bubba wants to let his teammate down. So, yeah, I think it's an interesting uh, an interesting pairing. i tell you another pairing that kind of jumps off the page at me, Wild Man. He's won already once this year. is Max Homa. Uh, teamed up with Gooch at 30 to 1, 9,900. Again, you might be paying for them, but I just feel like this is an event where they could thrive. These young guys, they're used to playing in these college matches, aren't far removed from that, that are on tour right now, I think are going to have a lot of success this week in Louisiana. 
Yeah, I just read something about Gooch, too, that uh, he's, uh, I think, seventh in the PGA Tour putting between 10 and 15 feet. So, you know, again, like in a, in a team event where you're going to have a ton of looks at birdie, um, you know, and he can attack some pins and maybe get it into that range on more holes than not, you know, and, and find that putter. He could go low for sure. Um, Homa, you know, you, what are you going to say to deny Homa? He's a winner on the PGA Tour this year. I mean, that's better than probably, uh, what, 97% of the people in this field. So I like him too. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just going down a little bit lower though. I am looking at maybe, uh, Keegan and Brendan Steele here yeah. as a pairing. I'm, I'm looking at Keegan's ultra aggressive. And a lot of times that burns him in, uh, in individual events. But again, if, if he, if he goes after every pin and makes bogey on half the holes and birdie on half the holes in the right format, that could put them right there. If Steele can play simply sound golf. So. Um, that's a pair on mine. Yeah, that Keegan Brandon Steele nine thousand three hundred thirty three to one. I, I like that pairing as well. Let me just go through those nine those uh, pairings in the nine thousand dollar range. You have Rose and Stenson at nine thousand five hundred. We just talked about Homa and Gooch at nine thousand nine hundred. Grace and Varner coming in at nine thousand six hundred. Fratelli and Streelman, look out for them. They're thirty three to one at the book. Eight thousand nine hundred though on DraftKings. Uh, Ustazen, who we love so much, and Schwartzel nine thousand four hundred. We talked about Hovland and Ventura, 9,700. M and on, 40 to 1, 9,100 on DraftKings. And Damon, who just won recently in Puerto Rico. And our boy, Lanto Griffin, they're 9,000 on DraftKings. So really, your tournament seems that it may be won right here in this $9,000 range. Peters and Lewis, also 9,200. Bones, DK, what do you make of that? I know I ran off a lot of names there. Anybody jumping off the page at you or moving the needle for you this week in your lineup? Yeah, this is definitely an uh, interesting range. I just want to point out Christopher Ventura is a Norwegian professional golfer. Uh, he was born in Mexico and moved to Norway when he was 12. Uh, just to point that out there for anybody who's still listening and cares about Chris Ventura. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the team I'm looking at, you said it was in and on. Uh, these guys actually are, are, are great golfers. On is a peak die golfer, and him is just no, I haven't been playing him too much lately, but as long as he figures out his iron, uh, I like him a lot. And these guys are risky players, and they can string a lot of birdies together. I mean, on was seven under through seven, I think, in one tournament and missed the cut. So he, he's a very streaky player, so I like him in, in team team events like this. So I'm looking at on and in there in that range. What about Ustazen and, and Schwartzel? Wild man, Any, doing anything for you? I'll pass on those guys. I think I think Schwartzel's time is up, and, and Louie's getting there too. And you know, we we talk about Louie. We love him, but man, he's I put him in that category with the the Jason Days, the Kevin Nas, the uh, um, the Paul Casey's guys. That man, like they're when they just don't care or aren't having fun, just go into full baby mode and either quit or withdraw. Yeah, yeah. So he's a hard guy to play sometimes, but. I like the M and on take there. I, I do think that on, you know, can be electrifying with the irons. He hasn't been in great form, but again, maybe with some pressure off and, and riding Sungjae, you know, to a two-year exemption that on probably needs at this point. Um, I like that take. And then, and then right below that too, Damon and Griffin. 
Yeah, uh, I like that one, man. I was going to make a mistake, but yeah, those guys are sneaky right there. Ranto and Damon. I yeah, just, those similar guys to what you said. Sneaky. Similar to what you said on, I've seen Damon go bananas too and, and go, you know, six birdies in a row. So, uh, you know, probably a guy that's playing a little looser now that he's got his PGA Tour win a few weeks ago. Only got a few more minutes here, and we got to get the flyer of the weekend still as well. Uh, 8,800, Glover and Reavy. 8,100, the Gim Reaper and Sue playing together as college teammates. They were almost unbeatable when they played together. That's an interesting uh, twosome again this week. Uh, Kisner and Brown, 8,700. Castro, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Castro and Tringale, 8,000. We have Hoffman and Watney. That's the biggest discrepancy, by the way. I think Hoffman's ranked 19th in the world. Watney's 139th in the world or something like that. 8,400. Clark and Van Ruyen. Interesting price here. 8,200. McDowell and Wallace, 8,600. Noren and Norlander, 8,500. Then Kokrak and Perez, who I kind of like in this format as well, 8,300. Before we get Wildman's Flyer of the Week, who you liking out of that group? I, again, I'm sorry, reading off a ton of names here. There's just a lot of, a lot of info this week. Weird tournament this week. Yeah, this is a weird tournament, uh, honestly. Uh, it gets a little weird down here, but hey. I'm going to ride the guys that have pretty good irons. So, Doug Gim, I mean, again, man, he just totally let us down. He did what we said. He was going to have great irons and miss every single putt that mattered. So, he, he eventually made some putts and had, what, like a five under? Or he made a run there on Sunday or Saturday. It was a little little late, you know, on that one. But uh, looking at Sue or Saw, Justin Saw or Sue, however you say his name, uh, he actually putts really well. So there you go. That's a team. Let's get some game irons in there and Sue to clean up, and that team can do some danger. So I'm going to look at those guys in that range. Wildman, who is your flyer of the week? Boy, am I just tired of Doug Gim. You know? <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. that's why they call him the Reaper. I just can't handle it anymore. That's why they call him the Reaper. Yeah, before all, I weekend the long, of the week. all weekend long, Wildman would be texting like 12-footer. Gim three jacks it. I mean, how many three jacks did Gim have though this week? It was embarrassing. But I like the take. I, I mean, I'll probably be on the Gim Reaper again this week, dude. I will. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm more for him than I am against him this week. But who you got as your flyer, Wild Man? Is Gim the flyer? Before I before I mention the flyer, I do want to mention what I would deem to be the most bizarre, weird pairing I've ever seen. It's Scott Piercy and Ashke Batia. Bossy is uh, a teenager, <laughs> and Piercy is like a 45-year-old dude who lives in Vegas in a bachelor pad by himself and has been known to be spotted in strip clubs, casinos, uh, you know, getting like loose any man at night. would, so that's single weird, and 45, you know, whatever. Just living life. You know, I would trade with him in a heartbeat. <laughs> one day. I'll give my whole life for one day, Piercy's life. Uh, but, um, no, the... Um, the flyer of the week is going to be uh, uh, Adam Shank and Tyler Duncan at 6,800. Shank is just an all-time cut maker. Guy that keeps showing up, you know, in the top 20 of leaderboards. And I like Tyler Duncan as a guy that's, generally speaking, priced pretty low, um, but has showed up in majors, actually. I think he was um, going low at the U.S. Open a few months ago. And, and a guy that can string up birdies, too. So Shank and Duncan, I think, are a, a pretty safe play to make the cut this week. I like the Watson Scheffler group. I like the Homa Gooch group. I like the Bradley Steele group. 
I like the uh, Damon Griffin group a lot, and I like the Seifert. I don't know if this guy is even Neesmith or whatever, but again, Seifert yeah. and Cantlay are the only two guys on tour this year that have gained strokes at Pete Dye courses. I don't know how much that means, but if you're looking for an edge, which we all should be, that could be the edge right there. Uh, Bones DK, any final thoughts before we sign off from the Zurich Classic at TPC Louisiana? Perhaps that, that, might, yeah, that, that needs to be a new uh, segment of the edge play, the, the edge edges play, you know, of <laughs> yeah. the week. You know, edge, the edge. Edge. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, Ed, you nailed it. I did want to bring this group up real quick. I had them marked down and I didn't bring them up. Uh, Chase Deeper and Matthew Smith, both young guys and uh, playing great golf right now. I'm happy you brought him up. I, I didn't even know that that that, um, but they're both on my list. Maybe Deeper was not on a list last week, but. Uh, they're both going to make my top plays. And I would definitely refer to the top plays for my cheaper plays this week. Uh, I don't have many great takes yet. Um, yet, so refer to the top plays for who I like in the $6,000 range. And we'll get the top plays tomorrow on Twitter. Is that right? Yeah, we'll put them out tomorrow. All right. Good. At Bones DK Golf. Make sure you're tuned in for that. Wild Man, any final thoughts on the Zurich before we sign off? The Big Z. Yeah. Here's a storyline for you. Does. Tony Finau find his first PGA Tour win on U.S. soil this week. Uh, you know, just a guy that is sort of blending in there in that mid to upper tier range. He's paired with Cameron Champ, is coming off a cut made at the Masters. Uh, who, who I, I mentioned Matthew Wolf. Cameron Champ is the alter ego of Matthew Wolf. Those are the two best players in the world off the tee. So maybe that sets up Tony Finau to, to really. Uh, Grip it and rip it. So that is yeah, a, that's, a, that's a lineup I'd look at. It's maybe some differentiation. That is a good take. And we'll end the podcast with that one. He is TW Man 66. We were joined with Bones DK Golf. I am Edge, but everybody uh, can follow me at Golf Guy WV in my quest to 100. Thanks so much for listening to the Bones DK Golf Show. Good luck with the Zurich Classic at the TPC Louisiana. Mm-hmm.